0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Project Deep bend the show about building a pool surface business. I'm your host, Dave, and it's Friday. Uh, so I am in a spot where I'm recording two of these things back-to-back, uh, and I wanted to do so uh, you know, mainly, mainly because I, I do enjoy making these, but... Um, I kinda wanted to expand on uh, what I talked about yesterday. So yesterday I was talking about I'm at a fork in a road with my business. I can either leave it as it is, maintain it, and uh, it's just nice little lifestyle business that uh, allows me to explore new options, which is something I am, it's a, it's a place that I'm at right now. Um, or I uh, continue the journey, uh, but I don't make money for basically another two years. And uh, that was a little bit, like the way that I was thinking about it yesterday, I think was flawed. Um, now I think at the core, at the, you know, the, the core of what I was talking about is true. Um, at the end of the day, uh, and, and for those of you who didn't listen to the episode, basically, uh, one side is lifestyle business. I already have it. It's already built. I'm done. I don't need to worry about it. I don't need to rush, uh, to change anything. Um, I'm good. Uh, other side of that is I need to continue to grow. Uh, the problem is though, if I continue to grow, uh, it will, it will require me to get a customer service person and a, uh, in a location. And that will eat all of the profit I make for the next uh, 150 to 200 customers that I acquire. Um, so I won't make any more money than I'm making today, which is not a lot, uh, for another two years. Um, and then, and then, and only then once I get to that point, I will then start to be able to make more money. And I think that's, um, true in some sense, but it's also not true in the, um, it's true when you look at the brass tax at the end of the day where we will be once we have that many customers, but it doesn't factor in the fact that I'm not going to instantly overnight get 150 to 200 more customers. Right. And, um, I think it was an unfair, uh, it was an unfair approach or analysis to that option. And so I wanted to crack into that option uh, a little bit more, um, and give it a, you know, a fair shake. So, um, why, what makes that unfair? And in, 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 and again, like I said, it it is true. Once I have 150 to 200 more customers, where I don't know what the exact number will be, but it'll be in that range, I will have to have a location um, that I can receive deliveries for chemicals, parts, you know, inventory, all that good stuff uh, from distributors, um, which is going to cost me, you know, a chunk of the profit that I would make, and then. Uh, On the flip side of that, I also need a customer service person, someone to answer the phone, someone to interface with the customers, because I'm at my wit's end. I cannot go any further. Um, This is not something I plan on getting... uh, I'm good at it, but it's not something I plan on continuing to do, because it sucks the soul out of me. And so it's going to be something that I need to do if I'm going to grow. Um, So that's going to take the rest of that profit for that chunk of customers, that chunk of new customers. Um, So it will end up taking that profit. But... Growing to that point is not, it will not necessarily take that profit, right? So, and that's what I want to get into. So, you know, uh, I ha- let's say I want to get the customer service person first, which is what I want to do. Right now, I could probably hire someone part time and barely, barely, just barely, but definitely uh, be able to afford a part time customer service person. And that is 100% the game plan because whether I keep this as a, as a, uh, uh, you know, lifestyle business that doesn't really grow any further than where we're at now, maybe add, you know, 50 to a hundred more customers, like maybe. And that's me. That's assuming that I want to do the route and not hire another technician. Right. So that's a lifestyle business that'll work that, that I will have to operate in the field three days a week. And then, you know, some things here and there, uh, but basically three days of work, three and a half days of work a week. And that's really great. Uh, but I still need to get a customer service. So I'm going to get a customer service cause I'm not doing another summer. Like I just did. No way. I'm I'm not, I just, I, I don't have it in me. So customer service is non-negotiable, but I'm thinking about this. Like, so I can hire somebody now and I can hire them part-time and that'll alleviate 90%, maybe 80 to 90% of my customer service needs. Um, you know, it won't be the best customer service experience for our customers cause they won't be full time, but it will be, you know, four or five days a week, something like that. Probably four days a week cause we are a four day a week shop now. Um, you know, so it'll alleviate the vast majority. It's not the greatest experience for the customers, but if I'm leaving it as a as a lifestyle company, like I I, I care, but I don't care that much, right? Um, I don't care that much if it's not the top level customer service because I'm not planning on growing. That's if I leave it as a you know a lifestyle business. I'm saying, hey, we're you know th- this company that I've worked on for the last three years, it's as big as I want to get it. Um, but uh, if I want to make more money, I mean, so I can afford that now. So. What will happen, uh, and one of the options that I've been thinking about, is what if I just grow my own little route? I leave you know, the 180 or so customers that I have now. I just keep them, and my two employees do that route, uh, and I do not do that route. And every new customer that I, I uh, acquire, I put it into my own personal route that I do on my own. Um, so that every single scrap of profit from this new route that I'm building from scratch, more or less... Uh, I get to keep. Um, so I I basically leverage the company that I've already built and I try to build a secondary... Kind of like in my mind, I'm, I'm almost like... It's almost like making a new pool service company, right? Uh, I'm just building my own personal route now. And, and I'm and almost like... It's like I'm doing it in reverse. Like you have a personal route and then you offload that to your guys. Well, I have a route that I've offloaded to my guys and now I'm building a personal route. And so while I... While I um, build this route, every new customer that I make or that I acquire, I'm now keeping the profit up until I need to give my customer service person more hours. And so they will grow as my route grows. Their hours will grow as my route grows. Um, and so, I, you know, there's kind of a couple of things here. So I don't necessarily have to give them more hours right off the bat. I could do it in increments of 25. Every 25 customers, I give the person another hour every uh, a day. Right, every 50 cut, you know, or like every 10 customers or or whatever. So, I can incrementally increase their hours and increase my expenses in the customer service department. Uh, But in in the process, I can keep some of that profit while I build that round. So, I can make more money while I'm building up to a full time customer service team. Um, And then once I have that full time customer service team, well, then I have it. But uh, again, going back, you know, to yesterday's uh, podcast episode, uh, every truck that I operate, uh, meaning it's, it has a, a, a staff, it has a, an employee, it has a technician in the truck that is not me, um, and it is kitted out and it's doing 75 to 100 pools a week. Um, and every truck that I have in operation nets me about two to three grand in profit a month. But that's with an employee. So if I have a 75 person route and I'm the one doing the route, I will keep that, that, that quote, and I, but I don't put an employee in that truck, right? I will keep that employee's otherwise, uh, the, the, the salary that would otherwise go to that employee, I keep that. So I make that salary plus the profit and then that profit gets reinvested into a customer service person, but I don't hire someone right off the bat. Uh, so that whole time I'm making that additional money. So I was not thinking about this in those terms. I was not, I was thinking about this in the, in the context of what happens once I've achieved this, not what happens while I am working on achieving this. And now that I'm thinking about it in the, what happens while I am working on this to achieve this, I, there are ways that I can pay myself along the way, uh, more money to get there. And now that I'm, and, and, and this is kind of what I was saying yesterday. I need to noodle on this for a while. I, I'm not in a rush to make a decision. On whether or not we're going to grow bigger or not, um, it's because I, I. This is this is what happens when I think about it over a longer period of time, um, and, and you know, I've, this is one night. One night I slept on it, and I was thinking about it, and this morning I realized, man, I could actually make money uh, growing this thing. You know, I'm not, my income level isn't going to be the same. I'm not going to be poor for the next two years. While I grow this, I can I can snag a lot of this money uh, and, and then, you know, good to go. Now, eventually I will get tapped out, right? Eventually I will have 75 customers, uh, you know, 100 customers that I'm doing three to four days a week. And to grow further, I will have to hire someone to take over that route. And then I lose all of that income. But hopefully, I've been stacking capital. I've been stacking cash, uh, trying to save up, trying to make sure that um, you know, like, I'm taking care of myself, and and we're we're squeezing as much money out of this as possible. Taking care of my family, Uh, so I I should have some savings. um, So it shouldn't be such a bad hit. It'll take definitely be a hit in cash flow, but it won't be a a bad hit financially. Like some of the other things that I've had to 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 do while growing. So. so getting that first customer service person full time or first two customer service people um, that covers full time of the operation, you know, the, the business operational hours, uh, it, it will, will not be a net zero. Um, it, it will not be like no gain. You know, we'll definitely make money doing that. Uh, and then, you know, same thing for the location, you know, once we have 75 more customers, we're going to eventually need to get out of my garage. I think I can get basically another hundred to 120 customers, uh, before I will run out of space in my garage. Um, when, when considering the amount of chemicals I'll have to, an in inventory I'll have to keep there. So yeah. So, you know, and I apologize. I just, uh, got back into my truck. Um, I'm at my shop. So, so yeah. So, uh, and then kind of same thing for, uh, getting a location. Like I can build up another route. I don't know if I'll be able to do another 50 to 75, uh, because I do think I'll run out of space, but there are, there are things that I'm sure I could figure out, uh, in the meantime that will allow us, uh, to, to sort of just get by until we have enough, um and then all the while I should be making profit, more, more income until we have to take that, that next leap and and basically you know sign a lease on a real location, not a shipping container on a gravel lot in the middle of nowhere. And uh, but I should be making money uh throughout that process as well. And then once again, uh once we get to that point where um you know we have to get that, that lot or, you know, we have to get that location, we get that location, and then the income level once again goes back down. But again, that whole time to get to that point, I should have been making, or I should be making extra money, so I should be able to save, I should be able to get myself into a better financial situation. So I grow with the business, and then we just have to basically take a reduction in cash flow, uh, which we will then have to then start building back up. But again, I'm getting a a technician, I fill that truck, you know, and now I have four trucks in operation, I have customer service taken care of. I no longer have to talk with customers directly if I, if I so choose not to. Uh, and and um, you know, all four of my routes are now being operated by a trained technician. and at that point, any new customer I make, we're kind of going back to, okay, now I build my next 75, you know 60 to 100 pools, 75 to 100 pools. Uh, and that's pure profit. That is now that will then, And, and finally then will become pure profit, you know, I mean, not pure profit, obviously like, but whatever the percentage of profit, uh, that is available because I'm the one doing the route I'm, you know, uh, and and I think that's just going to, that, that is kind of the, the roadmap, um, for me if I want to continue to grow this. Uh, and once we get past the location, and once we get past the customer service uh, person, it's really just a technician per truck. So I get fi- I get if I get to five trucks, you know, on that, f- you know, two of those trucks are 100% paying for the customer service and 100% paying for um, the location, uh, but three of the trucks, you know, are are. Are staffed by technicians and paying those technicians, but uh, also netting me, um, you know, roughly three grand, two to three grand in profit uh, per per month. And then I just, you know, rinse and repeat. Um, I do think the next step, eventually, I will need to eventually I will have to hire a leadership player I think at five trucks you know the sixth one makes sense to start thinking about okay I need to promote one of my guys um, to be a true uh, lead technician or a true field manager uh, where these other guys report to them and then that one person reports to me so I'm not I'm not dealing with all like the two uh, customer service people I have in mind and uh, my five technicians that's a lot of people to manage so I, I sort of allocate um, some extra money for a raise I can still have that field manager doing a route or maybe a better yet would, would be a lead technician my current lead technician would be still with me by then would definitely probably get the job um But, uh, you know, so I would really only have one employee on that side and two, one to two employees on the office side. Um, and so that will, that will kind of eat in, but I really don't think, um, that will be that big of a pay adjustment. I mean, it'll be a pay adjustment for sure. And that person will make more money and all my guys will make more money over time. Um, but, uh, um. You know I, I believe in you know if the, if the team is sticking it out and staying with me like they for sure anybody who stays with me long enough I'm gonna pay you as much as I can because you're making this happen so um, so uh, you know but I don't think promoting someone to being a proper leader um, is going to be on the same scale of getting a getting a location right so I think you know maybe for the next truck truck number six, I don't make all pure profit but then after that you know now that's that person's job to manage the people in the field and um, you know eventually they'll have to get out of the field themselves and do quality inspections for you know they'll be the ones doing the, the spot check quality inspections and, and training the team and all that but um, that's super far in the ro- down the road I think um, and that, you know I think there's gonna be like as this thing scales there'll be new layers of unprofitable but very important and very necessary team members that will need to hire and and problems we'll need to figure out. But um, I think, you know, once we get past... truck number four, basically, where we have a location, we have a customer service, that's kind of the most important foundation. That I think that's where, you know, from that point on, we should be able to carve out profit from every single truck that we that we bring on and, and, and get fully uh, built out. Uh, for every single route with a truck that we build out, we should be able to carve out additional profit. And then that's how I make my big bucks. You know, that's how I would make big income if I so chose to continue to grow this thing. Now, I'm not saying any of this would be easy, but I am, you know, yesterday it was a lot more doom and gloom the way that I I painted the picture of how, uh, of what that looks like. Um, But I I just don't think I did it justice. And and this is, again, why I'm not in a rush to make a decision on whether or not I continue to grow, whether or not we keep pushing for this, or maybe I pivot and do something else. Um, But, you know, and... uh, and this is kind of the last thing I wanted to bring up on this, uh, on this episode is, you know, and in the back of my mind, although I am at a fork in the road and I, the, the choice of keeping this to be, you know, keeping this a lifestyle business, um, and, and just being happy with where it's at now and just not, not trying to grow it anymore, uh, is a very real and, and very uh, tempting option, um. Same with selling, the vast majority of the route, like, it's all very real, very, uh, although selling is kind of, uh, becoming less enticing as, uh, t- more time goes on, um, and I can actually get into that as well, but, um... You know, and, and growing is definitely going to come with a lot more challenges, and I, I don't really reap the the fruits of my labor for another couple of years. Like properly reap, I mean, I'll I'll make money in the process, but I won't properly reap the the you know the benefits of it until it's done, uh, and then I can build on top of that. Um, you know what what still rings in the back of my head no matter which way i look at this is i know that if you want to build something of real uh, importance of real success. It takes five to 10 years to do it. It's going to, in my mind, it's not even really healthy to say five years because that puts in a lot of urgency where, you know, maybe I, I need, and, and that's, it's a fault of my own. I put in a lot of urgency when I say things like five years, like I'm only two more years away from my five year marketing business. Uh, that's not a lot of time to get done with a lot of the things that I would want to get done if I chose to continue to, to operate this in a way where I wanted it to grow. Right. Um, and, you know, so I, I, try, I am trying my best now to start saying things to myself, um, like, after a decade of running this, will it be worth it? You know, can I do this for a full decade? I'm on year three, so I have seven more years to go before I'm filthy, stinking rich. Um, I think five years is a good checkpoint to know whether or not, for sure, if this has actually got legs. Um, but, and I think it already does. Like, I do think it does. I mean, it's just a question of, do I want to do it for another Two to seven years, um, but you know what? What that that kind of notion, that long term thought of okay, it's going to take five to seven years for any business to get to where you know you're really really stoked that you have built it and you have it, right? Um, you know, I'm stoked that I have what I have now. It's cool, but I'm not rich, right? I'm not I'm not making money. Uh, what is the saying? Hand over fist i'm not like just dumping money into my bank account every month like i'm barely scraping by winter months are good summer months suck um you know but we're, we're making it through and, and, and every all of our needs are taken care of at this point so that's good but you know I, i'm not in some crazy great you know situation other than i have almost total control of my time so that's which is awesome um but if it takes five to seven years, you know, before your business is really rocking and rolling, no matter what you do, starting over kind of sounds lame. Like I'm 34 years old, you know, starting over that means, you know, like right now I'm two years away. So at 36, I, I might have at least built the, the foundation for me to actually start building out, um, you know, at a bigger scale and and really making real money, you know. And to me, what real money is like 15 to 20 thousand a month or more, right? And so in, yeah, by 36, I'll actually ha- start seeing that as a real possibility for me. fifteen to $20,000 uh, in profit a month. You know, all of our base needs met. All of our luxury needs met. I get to live a life that most people don't. I get capital to, to invest in, um, you know, a real amount of money to actually invest in my retirement. Like right now, I don't invest in retirement because this is my retirement. Um, you know, and so... Uh, thinking about starting a new thing knowing that that is the kind of the price those are the table stakes five years increments of five years are the table stakes to play the game you know okay so i'm 34 now for start something let's say i and i don't even know what to start next so let's say I, I look around for the next year and I finally find something like, oh, this is the thing. I love this. This is like a hobby of mine already. And this is a way I could make money off of it. Um, and, and it has all of the things that I'm looking for. High margin, you know, built-in demand, recurring revenue. All the things that I look for in a business opportunity. Um, and, but it's going to take another five years. Well, that means i 40. Instead of at 36 in two years... I'll be 35 then. So instead of at 36, which is two years from now, age 36, I'm now at that jumping-off point where I can start making some serious money. I now have to wait until I'm 40. I'm 34 now, so six more years from now, or you know, 39 or whatever. Oh wait, no, no. I said uh, I said it'd take me about a year to find this. So yeah, 40. I'll be 40 years old before I'll start. I'll be in a position to start making good money. So that's kind of the you know, that's a pretty serious drawback to keeping this a lifestyle business. Now that doesn't mean, you know, I have to continue to grind. And if I'm going to like, I have to make a decision to grow now, like I could wait a year and just enjoy myself for a year, maybe enjoy myself for two years. um, And, and and just live this up, maybe grow it a little bit, maybe build out that route that I'm talking about, but like keep my customer service person part-time and just sort of maintain slash like kind of grow, but not put too much effort into it. Um, Really have a lot of my time and just enjoy the time that I have with my kids while they're really small before they go to school um, for the next couple of years. And then once they're in school, then hit it hard again. And like likely that's probably going to be the outcome. Although I think I'll end up getting stir crazy. I think I'll end up wanting to put in more work. Like today's Friday. I didn't really have to do anything today, but I'm out. I started my day at six in the morning and I'm still out and it's, it's 1044. I could have been home. I could have been home at like seven, seven thirty, if I wanted to. So like I do get stir crazy. I do, um, I do enjoy hustling something down and going after something. And, and I, I enjoy the hunt. I enjoy, going after it and working at it. And I I enjoy failing and then getting back up and then figuring out, okay, this is the better way to go. And then going and trying that. And then it works. You know, I, I enjoy the whole process. So, um, I just got burnt out, but I, that doesn't mean I, I'm not wired this way. I'm not wired to enjoy this stuff. I still enjoy this stuff. It's just, I, I need a break. That's really where I'm at. I just need a break. Um, and so, Sorry about that. I I just got a phone call, kind of lost my train of thought. But um, I believe what I was talking about is, you know, if I start something over now or within the next year or so, I'm not going to be in a spot where we're going to... Like, I'm not going to be off the launching... I'm not going to be at the launch pad, right? Like, right now, I've got two years left on this thing, roughly. Roughly. Like, I don't know. uh, And one thing this this year uh, has taught me is there is no way for me to predict how well or how poorly any, any certain, certain thing that I'm, I'm, I'm doing is going to go. All I can control is how much effort I put in and the results are going to be the results. Like I will just show up every day and do the things that I need to do if I choose to go after something, but I can't guarantee the results. And that is something that this year has like cauterized, uh, in, in me. Um, and, uh, but, uh, you know, I do think, I think it's reasonable to say in the next, sometime in the next couple of years, I should get to that launch pad of having the customer service fully built and having the location, the real location, uh, bought and paid for uh, and, and, you know, leased and, uh, you know, we're, we're cash flowing and then now I can start adding to my own personal income with every new thing that I do. I think two years is a reasonable amount of time uh, to expect for that. Um, I could be wrong and I totally accept that, but, I, you know, I think that's I think that's fair. So I'm two years away from getting to this launch pad. We're not really making more money. I mean, we may make some more money in the process of getting there, but the true launch pad is in two years um, with those with those items taken care of, right? And uh, or I start something new and I'm five years minimum, five years away from that launch pad with no experience and no track record to be able to even gauge. What that time commitment's really gonna look like, because it's it would likely be a new model, it'd be a new industry, it'd be a new whole bunch of stuff. And so five years being the table stakes of just seeing if it's gonna be worth it, right? If the launch if you can get to a launch pad in five years. Because I think that's really what it is. The first five years in business is getting to the launch pad for where you can start making fat money. And um, and so that that is really Weighing on my decision is that I'm just not young anymore, or I'm not. I'm young, but you know, I'm not. I'm not in my twenties anymore. I don't have infinite time, right? It's kind of like um, people. You know, not not total side note. Just like uh, my peers, my generation peers, like people millennials. It just seems like you know, at least coastally, like in California, no one seems to have a family. (coughs) Excuse me, or people seem to put off having a family until they're in their 30s and they don't realize like you wait too long it may not be an option for you especially ladies you know uh, there's a biological clock and I just I feel like there's a lot of people my generation who don't understand that you're not a kid anymore you know that's why the hashtag adulting is a thing and I know I'm going on a total tangent I'm not trying to shit all over my generation for no reason but you know a lot of the things they say about millennials is true Which sucks because I'm a millennial and I don't like that, but it is true. A lot of them, you know, go to Disneyland for fun without any kids. They go to a children's theme park as an adult with no children for their vacations. Like, there's something wrong with my generation. Um, Anyway, I'm just throwing shade here, but I call them Disneylanders. Or people who get really excited over Taylor Swift, you know, as excited as a 14 year old gets, uh, when Taylor Swift releases a new album, like the, there's a crossover there. I think there's just something to, there's like some sort of like non lack of acceptance that you're an adult that, that should have happened in your twenties. And now we're all in our thirties and we're, you're still not facing the need anyway point is is i think about that a lot i think about the finite amount of time that i really have here and you know nothing's guaranteed like i could die any moment i'm a dude a lot of dudes die from heart attacks in their 40s 50s and 60s you know i don't know you know i don't i don't know what's going to happen and so i don't have that much time and, and and you know i i like trying my best to have a limitless uh you know mindset i don't want to have like a what is it called um a scarcity mindset, but you know, one thing that we, you, one thing that is scarce that it doesn't matter what mindset you have or not is time. You only have a certain amount and you don't even know how much it's you're going to have. And so that's one of the things that I am, I'm really considering. The other thing I was considering uh, today is that, you know, I will make money on the journey of getting to that launch pad. So the question is, is do I go for the launch pad or not? Do I like this enough for the next two to four years I'm continuing on this path. I am not straying from this path. I am committed uh, and focused on the one thing that I've already sunk three years into to get to this point, to then be able to at least see the launch pad. I can at least see the launch pad. Any new business, any new business model, any new business that I launch, I won't even really be able to see the launch pad. I can see it at the very least. I can at least see that it's in the future. I just need those last two things, which is going to cost me 150 to 200 customers. Like I just need that. I mean, maybe I get a windfall, maybe I raise capital, maybe I do something to to drum up some more money and I buy that many uh, th- that many customers in a route. Like I don't think I'll do that cuz I do I ha- I have other ideas about, you know, what kind of customers I want to I want to uh, bring on and, and and what kind of new offerings I have, but but I think you get my point. My point is why this isn't such a simple question. You know, clearly I'm not enjoying the day-to-day as much as I should or I could. Um, And and when you're not enjoying it, it makes it hard to keep going. And I'm sitting here with this what is already a lifestyle business that I could just leave and just enjoy and maybe make a little bit more money here and there if I work a little harder, but maybe scale back when I don't want to work harder. And it's a great, wonderful situation to be in. I, I really, really am stoked on this situation, but you know, if I want that real wealth, which is, I I mainly got into this, into this for freedom. And now that I have that freedom, it's like, okay, well, I also have the opportunity for wealth. Do I really want to just not take that opportunity and potentially live uh, life to my wildest dreams? Like that's a real possibility for me now. It's not a real possibility for 90% of the people because they don't take on these, you know, big, big tasks. And I'm I'm three years into a five-year journey that will eventually get me to that launch pad where then for the rest of my life, every new bit of uh, business that I drum up every new, you know, just keep, if I rinse and repeat and do the same thing, I just get more money. And then, and then finally, you know, um, so many people who have made it big the way that I would love to make, make it right. Um, almost all of them say the same thing. to so focus on the one thing, just do one thing. Well, for an, you know, an unreasonable amount of time and you will become unreasonably wealthy. That is like wisdom that you'll hear so many people in business say who have already made it. Like that is a, that seems to be a core truth across the board, across many, many business owners that have actually made it. Um, that seems to be a common running theme, and if that's true, well, I haven't really gotten to that five-year mark. And I've talked about this in previous episodes before. And so, you know, am I, do I keep this as a lifestyle business, pivot to something new that I potentially will like better and enjoy the journey even more? Um, and potentially not get burnt out the way that I did with this one? Uh, or do I just focus on staying sustainable and continuing down the journey that I've already I've already committed three years of my life to, and I don't know how many more years I have left, so I might as well just continue on the one singular focus that I have been singularly focused on, and see if I can get there. So I don't know. That's kind of where where I'm at today on this decision. Um, I, I just wanted to open this this uh, you know just kind of share this with you, I guess. I just wanted to to tell you where my mind's at. I left it on a little bit of a cliffhanger yesterday. I didn't you know. I it's a tough call and I don't I really don't know what the right answer is and I'm I really am not rushing you know the wonderful part about where I'm at now is I I have this choice that I don't have to make if I do nothing else I just keep everything i built you know that's great I I'm super grateful that that is the reality that I, I I live now um but there is a choice that I could make here and so I'm thinking about it you know I'm just thinking about I'm noodling on it and I don't know when I'll be done I'm not in no rush to make this decision I may not make this decision this year I may not make this decision next year I may just you know hang out with my little kids because they're little you know one's four one's two been doing this for three years so you know I haven't really been all that available available for three years of my four-year-old's life and one's two. So, I mean, zero of his life I've been really, really available. I mean, now, granted, I see my kids probably more than most dads because I get off early. Um, and I, and over the last year or so, I've made it a point to prioritize my time with my family. So, like, it's not like it's not like I don't see them. But they're only this little for so long. And then they go to school. And then they're gone for six to eight hours a day. And it's like, well, maybe that's the time that I, I, I start Getting back after this and, and trying to get to that launch pad when they're when they're in school. So I don't know, just something I'm thinking about. I uh, thought I'd share. Uh, you know, the, these. It's just interesting. This is the real journey of a real entrepreneur. Um, I'm really trying to figure this out, and I'm trying to share you share with you that that real. These are real decisions that I'm I'm being faced with. I just never thought that this would be. I, I had no idea that this would be the decision I would be faced with at this point in time. I I didn't think. I didn't even know this was a thing. Like I just thought it was going to be, you know, work, work, work. There was going to be some really tough spots, really good spots, work, 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 and eventually, you know, I poke my head up and I'm and I'm there. But um, turns out you have to actively choose uh, your path, and, and sometimes you get to major forks in the road like this. Um, and you know, you do what you you do what you want to do. So thank you so much for listening. Um, that's all I got for you today. And until the next one, have a good rest of your day. Bye.